0: Hi, welcome to this week's episode. This time, we're doing another Asking for a Friend. I'm Evan, and I'm joined by Anna and Dan. So these are questions. This isn't our first time doing this, right? This is our third time. So we're just pulling questions from the internet. I think from in the past we had people ask us questions
1: but we're not that popular.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was a thing if you if you've been following along with this we started out as like an advice podcast and we've slowly sure, transitioned <laughs> into whatever I this know, is.
2: This podcast has had quite a few iterations so
1: <laughs> who knows what the next 20 we're, episodes we're will hold. We're still
2: trying to uh, find our place in the podcasting world. Mm.
0: But I, I like this segment, so if you have questions, send them in, I guess.
1: Yeah, and every 20 episodes, we'll do another one. <laughs> <Yeah. of these. laughs> Yeah, so I guess I can kick us off with our first question. Someone asked, how do I stop being so shy? Okay,
2: let's be clear. They didn't ask us. Someone just asked this on the (laughs) internet. Like, we're addressing random people's questions. Like, people didn't phone into us. I think the way you said that was a little misleading.
1: Sure. And we're we're not even gonna reply to them where they asked. (laughs) Oh
2: yeah, like who knows if they even listen to this? We should
1: we should like post a link to this episode (laughs) on all the replies.
2: Well, then you get banned for like spam. Oh, you do. Yeah, those Reddit moderators are kind of tough sometimes. Mm
1: -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Well, so I'm not sure.
2: Wait, did you say? Did you read the question or not? I honestly forget (laughs) if you said the the question or not
1: yeah how do I stop being so shy
0: I mean first of all it's not bad being shy you know
2: I don't think I can answer this because I don't <laughs> think I have stopped being shy I
1: mean, I mean I feel like there's a difference between like being like I like I don't know what this person's referring to if they're talking about just like oh I'm introverted and I want to be more extroverted or if they're like they're like afraid of like talking to people and it's like actually, like, could be a problem in their life, you know? That That's what I'm thinking. Like, if you're,
0: sh- like, phrasing this in terms of, like, how do I make friends, then that's one thing. But if it's, like, you have friends, but you're just, like, the shy friend, then it's, like, that's fine, you know? Like, that's not a big deal. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with being shy. Every group has the quieter person than that person. is yeah, and, and there's, usually like, an integral part of the group. Yeah, and different boundaries and you know, everyone wants to talk about different things. But if you're framing it in the terms of like how to make friends, I I mean, I don't know if I can answer that. I can reiterate reiterate like what I've always heard, <laughs> which is just like, oh, you have to like do activities and like meet people at those activities. That's what I always hear.
2: Well, I don't think there are asking about how to make friends Well,
0: why would they want to stop being shy unless they were trying to be well more talkative and meet people right
2: I don't know it could be maybe they're like shy in that like they don't like they're scared to speak up at work or they're scared to even like engage with someone like you know when you're standing in line and someone like says something to you I don't know I mean the question yeah, probably did have more details, but we didn't look at those details. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly though, I feel like that's a whole nother like thing if you're talking about like being more assertive, because like I feel like I'm not necessarily shy, but I feel like I'm definitely not assertive. And it's like that's a whole nother like ball game. Like I don't know how to help you on that.
2: <laughs> I guess regardless of what exactly the context of this question is. I guess I would say maybe just kind of take your time like obviously you're not going to go from being a shy person to being the most outgoing person in the world overnight so maybe just take little steps do something you wouldn't do you know just start small like maybe it's just saying hi to someone in the store or like if they hold the door open for you you know like say, thanks, have a good, week, you know, have a good weekend, just like small stuff mm-hmm. like that, just to yeah. kind of build up your courage a little bit. And then maybe if you're really feeling like that's going well, um, maybe like Evan kind of said, maybe get involved in something in a community you're in to meet new people. And if it's an activity uh, for something that you like, or are passionate about the other people who are there, probably going to have similar interests to you so it might be easier to um start up a conversation when there's kind of an already established interest so that's my advice but again it's easier said than done
0: now I'm thinking more about Dan's like assertive though like what if you just have like a mean neighbor and you want to like tell them to be quiet like uh, I don't know Leave a leave a note. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Confrontation is a different story. <laughs> but I also do like, I forget if Dan or Evan said it, that there's nothing wrong with being shy. I know it can kind of seem like, you know, that we favor extroversion a lot, but, you know, we, we all are who we are at the end of it. And, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being quieter.
0: Okay, next question. Is it a must to have a relationship with your sibling? Well, I feel like only me and Anna can well, answer that. Well, I
2: guess. Let me, like, clarify. <laughs> yeah. They're not, I'm assuming this question is not talking about, like, any sort of romantic relationship. No. Like, I, No, I obviously know that. I just want to put that out there because I feel like the question is not worded the best.
1: Is it a must to have incest?
0: <laughs> no, it's absolutely not to have a must.
2: I totally forgot Dan's an only child when I <laughs> this question. I it's totally fine. forgot. I'll,
1: I'll listen and be engaged.
2: You have a dog.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> it's sometimes it's like, oh, I wish I had a close relationship with my sibling, but it's like at the same day, at the same time, it's like, I what would having a relationship do? You know, like, what would I need from them that I can't have from a friend? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know, you know. Like maybe family gatherings are awkward if you don't have a good enough relationship, but it's like then stop going to family gatherings. Have your own family. you know, I don't know. like uh, eventually your sibling might do their own family gatherings anyway, you know what I mean? So it's like I, you don't even need a relationship.
2: Well, obviously it's not a quote unquote must because it's like, I don't, it's not a requirement of like existing in this world, but I do think it's nice to have. And I will say that it's kind of just more recently that my sister and I have gotten closer and have had a quote, like a a more of a relationship where I kind of see her more as like a friend and a peer rather than kind of just my annoying little sister so um I think maybe when I was a little younger I kind of felt like Evan like oh I don't you know need this she's just some other girl who lives in my house you know like just kind of indifferent about it but I think it is nice it's nice to have a friend and it's nice to kind of have like, I think you do have a bond with a sibling that's not the same bond that you would have with a friend like yeah a sibling could be your friend but like a f- friend maybe couldn't in the same way that a sibling could
0: I do want to say that like I do think me and my brother kind of built a relationship just from the situation of it all you know where it's like you bond over hating that teacher like we would bond over you know it was us against the parents kind of thing so like yeah we had like an understanding and I think having that is kind of nice being on the same side I guess with someone And I don't know, but I don't think I don't need to talk to him because we have different interests. That's all. So I don't think it's a must if you're different people. But maybe later I do. You always hear that, like what Anna was saying, like you weren't close as a kid, but like you'll grow closer as you kind of grow and mature and become like adults. And I definitely see that happening with me and my brother. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to answer this question in a few years.
2: (laughs) We'll come back to it. Um, And again, with this question, it is kind of vague, I guess. I'm sure everyone has a relationship with their sibling, whether that's a good one or a bad one or close or distant. But I guess this is assuming, you know, like, is it necessary to have a good relationship? Which I guess is up to you and your situation. But I don't know. I, I kind of like it. And I always hear people say, like, well, when your parents are gone, like, it'll be really nice to have a sibling to lean on. Or, like, that's the only other person in the world who kind of has been with you for most of your life and has experienced being raised by the same, like, parents living in the same house. And you guys have a lot of shared life experiences. So, I don't know. At least that's what my mom always tells me.
1: I feel like for me, like, that's one of the reasons, like, not the only reason, but that was, like, one of the reasons why I always wanted a sibling, just because, like, not that I'm, like, cynical and I'm just waiting for my parents to die, but it's, like, when that inevitably does happen because everyone dies, like, it would be nice to have a sibling to kind of connect with. And I feel like there are a lot of times where, like, things happen at, like, family events, or even just at the dinner table, where it's, like, oh, I wish I had someone to kind of, like, be, like, can you believe that just happened type moments. I don't know that's just me
2: I guess it's not too late to get a sibling <laughs> um
1: no one of my friends who is I she's 22 now she got a sibling when she was like 19 I think and she hated it so I'm well, good
2: that's kind of like a really extreme situation but yeah I know yeah. people like that too where they have their parents have had another kid and it's like like 16 years after the first kid was born
1: mm-hmm. like half siblings or step-siblings I don't know really, I can never remember the difference but like whichever one is like you marry into each other like that's fine that's like
2: step-sibling
1: yeah step-siblings are fine if like that happens when you're older because they're like older too but if it's like a baby and like you're like tech, a legal adult like that's a bit much
2: at that point it's like this isn't my sibling it's like my child
1: yeah
2: <laughs> okay next question should I be worried about eating school food? This one's a little up for interpretation. What school
0: do you think they're talking about? Like college or like high school? They probably school?
2: just mean they're the, the school that is tied to their, where they live. Like their elementary school or like their <laughs> okay. middle school or their high school, something like that, you know? I mean, I figured go- it was
1: the school they were going to, right? <laughs> I man- mean, for the level regardless i think the answer is the same you shouldn't be worried it's just your choice if you want to eat that or bring your own lunch or not
2: um <sighs> i don't know you know maybe you should be a little worried because <laughs> i <was>
0: thinking <laughs>
2: i've seen first of all do you think they're bringing in these michelin star chefs to cook for your little public school probably not And you know it's all frozen stuff that they're just, like, putting in an oven 20 minutes before the lunchtime. And you know it's cheap, too, because you know your school's not going to spend a whole lot of money on feeding you. So, yeah, maybe I would be a little bit worried. And I've seen too many kitchen nightmares clips. So, (laughs) you know, there's probably sketchy stuff that goes on at restaurants that you pay for and bad sanitary practices. So I would not be surprised at all if that happens. And whenever you're cooking for a large number of people, it always gets dicey because it's like a quantity over quality thing.
0: That was my initial impression, but now I'm thinking about like how in middle school everyone complained about how the food changed to healthier stuff because of like Michelle Obama or whatever, right? Like is that still in place? <laughs> like our foods are um, we still at a better I don't level? know. I don't know. know.
2: Probably will depend on the school itself.
0: I mean, but, like, if it's at a presidential level, I would assume they have to, like, abide by certain
1: standards. I mean, I think it's fine. I mean, I think it just comes down to a thing where it's, like, like, comparing it to, like, kind of fast food. Like, it's not necessarily healthy for you, but should you be worried about eating it? Like, in terms of health, sure, but in terms of, like, Really bad health, not really. If that makes sense,
2: yeah, I guess that does make sense. I mean, it's probably not like the food's rotten and expired, you're gonna get food poisoning, but it's probably more of like, like Dan said, oh, this McDonald's chicken nugget, it tastes okay, but this could be like artificial meat, like who knows what's in this, you know? It's probably more of that situation.
1: Yeah, so if you're okay going to any of those fast food chains, you should be fine eating in the cafeteria. But it's better than fast food. I mean, I guess they do usually have vegetables. I don't know how fresh these vegetables are, but they have... Also,
2: we don't know what they're serving at this school.
1: True. Because I feel like you always hear, like, some schools have, like, really nice cafeterias. And it's like, why didn't I have this, you know?
2: I thought you said your school did have a nice cafeteria and good food. Or is ours, that somebody else?
1: I mean, I, I liked ours. I wouldn't say ours was like amazing quality, though. Like we had like a sandwich and like a salad station and like the normal stuff, I guess.
2: I am a proponent of bringing your own food, though. If that's an option.
1: Okay, moving on to our next question. Advice on long lasting friendships. So I guess there is asking, does anyone have advice to kind of have another that open for interpretation question. Is that you don't need long-lasting
0: friendships <laughs> that's my advice I feel like if you're talking about like elementary and middle school and high school friends like it's fine you're gonna move on you're not gonna have them don't worry about maintaining that May- worry about maintaining like college and like work friends I guess like keep those as long as you can because like Once you get out past, like, 30, I'm sure it'll be hard. But you're not going to keep your high school. That's my advice. Move on from them. You're a different person. That's my advice.
1: Question. What if you don't (laughs) go to college? Okay, then keep high school. (laughs) Hang on tight.
2: (laughs) Um, Huh. don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) I think... I think to an extent, I think Evan like oversimplified it a little bit, but I think he kind of is right in that, you know, for some people, maybe they're friends with their childhood best friend until the day they die. And, you know, that's good for you, but for the majority of people, that doesn't happen. And people you think you're going to be friends with, you drift apart and in different stages of your life, people come in and out. I think that is true.
0: I just I I feel like people try and force things too much you know what I mean it's like it's one thing to like reach out to me once a year and just be like oh hi once know? a but year
2: like,
0: I'm just saying you know what I mean like that's fine the I guess and you want to reach out if you want to do that but like I hate when people will do like the reach out and they'll say like we should totally get together and then not message after that and it's like well we can stop that we can stop no thank you what?
1: One of my friends said, "I just did that
0: yesterday." It's just like there's no. That's my advice. Then it's like if you're gonna keep a friend, you've got to keep con- constant like contact and interaction with them. And if I, you can't maintain that, then let them go. There's no reason to force it.
1: I. I mean, here, I think there's Anna, nothing yeah.
2: wrong with having people in your life where you know maybe you do only talk to them once a year or twice a year, or whatever it is, um, but. I think it's more just about accepting that the person in my life right now might not be in my life the same way they are 10 years from now. But I wouldn't say actively go into the mindset like, we're not going to be friends anymore in a year. So I'm done with you. Don't reach out is whatever this thing Evan's talking about. Sure.
0: But like, I feel like I I think people like Dan says this all the time, and it drives me up a wall. But it's like, the person that reaches out to you once a year is not your friend. You know, like if you haven't talked to the person within the past month,
1: I'm not sure I would con- consider. You no, know. see, true, I, though. I disagree with that though, because it's like if you can, if you were to hang out with them and you can just start right back up where you like left off, then they are, Then still you a would be a friend like in that moment. But if you're not, so, talking so we're to saying, them, so you're- we're saying that the status of friend goes in and out based on when. I'm saying actually if them? you didn't talk to them for 10
0: years, but now you've been talking to them for two years, yeah, you can be friends, but like during those 10 years, you're not calling them your friend. Like what? Well, you okay. I have a question.
1: Them. I have a question then for you. That person who you were, I guess, were friends with then a couple summers ago when you worked at that camp, would you not consider them a friend anymore? <gasps> I would not consider them a friend anymore this is just harsh. I'm not quick
2: hard. to cut the ties. <laughs> this,
1: this,
0: this, friends are not family. Like, my mother will always be my mother, but friends are not, like, they were a friend at a time in my life, but they're not a friend now. Like, that's just the, like, definition of it. Like, we're not talking, so I'm not sure I can consider you a friend. It's not that we have a, it's not that I hate her, and we're not friends because of that. It's, like, You need that interaction. I feel like I'm not... I'm making perfect sense. I don't get what you're not getting.
1: How can you not agree with what I'm saying? I think this is just a common case of Anne and I don't agree with you. I
2: I think you can still have a friend, even if you don't see them or talk to them as much as other friends in your life. Like, you... I think just because. Would you
0: consider a stranger a friend? No, because you don't know them. You don't talk to them. But I've now had. A that's not that you, in
2: parallel here. No,
0: right. but now this that person that you haven't anything. talked to in ten years, that you know nothing about, well, that happened well, the ten years. Where did you
2: come up with this? We haven't talked in ten years. Okay, we we never said that. Let's but.
0: just say a year. Then you don't know what happened for the past year of their life. You don't know well, what's then currently you can, going on with A, a
2: year how, is not that a long. A year is not that long.
0: A year especially, is... A lot can happen a year. I mean, but especially when you, birth, get older,
2: when you get older and you start to have your own family and people go their different ways and careers and stuff, I don't think that's uncommon to not to kind of catch up with someone like on a yearly basis now is that person going to be your absolute number one best friend go-to person probably not but that doesn't mean you still can't be friends with them just because you don't talk to them more often you can still be friends that doesn't mean I am not your friend anymore because we haven't talked in a year
1: yeah Fine, like let's I call feel it a like year then the year I, is to come I, I, hold One on. day back. I feel like i feel like you're confusing the terms like best and close friend no, with I just friend not. because i feel like you're like if it's like a best friend sure you're probably talking to them all the time but if it's just a friend like they're i don't even think a year it can be more than a year it could be five you years maybe you don't
0: know that person anymore But that doesn't mean that we're not. One
2: year does not erase them from your memory or erase their existence. (laughs) It's not not (laughs) like after five
0: years, it's gone. (laughs) It's been a long time since childhood. You have nostalgia for all those things. You remember those things, but do you still play with Barbies? No, like you've moved on. You're a different person. I'm just saying, like, yes, you had them in your life at one point, but like you're different now. And like, you don't have that relationship. Like, I don't, it's not the same. You have to, uh, I, I can't keep saying the same thing. I think we just disagree. And I hope more well, people I, agree with
2: me. I also do want to add, getting back to answering their question. <laughs> I think, to avoid these situations where people aren't talking for a year and running the risk of getting cut from the friend list (laughs) maybe try to keep your communication up even just a like a hi how you doing text can go a long way I mean I personally looking back over the last few years I that is kind of a regret of mine I wish you know, when I transitioned from high school to college, I did make more of an effort to keep up with some of those people. Um, and even people that I met like in the beginning of college, I think it would have been nice to maybe keep some sort of a relationship with them again, even if it's not we're as close as we used to be, just instead of kind of just cutting them off and never saying anything or making an effort. So I think the key is just making an effort.
0: I guess we can move on. <laughs> what are the simplest pleasures you enjoy most in life? I mean, you're not speaking. And I feel like there's an obvious answer for me, which is just ice cream or video games. I think those are pretty simple.
1: I so was going to say, I've been out of this lately, but I feel like in the past month or so, I've gone back into it. Just reading. Like, I'm into it. It's relaxing. I know Evans had a reading phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I had a reading phase.
2: I'm trying to think what really is like a little simple pleasure.
0: I got one for you, Anna. You love your... Oh,
2: you're going to speak for me?
0: (laughs) I was going to say your simple pleasure is like the little stuffed animals or plushies or whatever you get. Oh,
2: yeah, I guess that's nice. But I think I was thinking more like... You know, a little simple pleasure that kind of, like, keeps you going. (laughs) (laughs) I would say is, like, when a new episode of a show Mm. that comes out, especially when it's on live Mm -hmm. TV and you have to wait the whole week. It's like, oh, it's Tuesday again and my show's on. Get excited. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, I love streaming and binging shows, but I feel like there is something that you miss when an episode comes out, like, week by week, especially if you're on, like, social media or like can talk to other people out. it's like oh what do you think is going to happen like those are just really fun times
0: do you like binging I don't really like it I don't want to sit down and watch five episodes like that
2: mm, I do
1: <laughs> I mean I, I don't know if I always want to but I do it
2: it's nice just be able to watch it whenever you want and not have to worry about well, I have to wait a whole week, now for the next episode, or it's just always there, so you can just do it when you want. You don't have to wait for, well, it's not on TV until 8 o'clock, or it doesn't, you know?
0: I agree, I like that, but it's like, I don't want to watch television for two hours, though. You know what I mean? I guess?
2: Mm, No, I can't relate to that. (laughs) Our next question is... How do I stop being a pushover?
1: I feel like this ties into that assertive thing. That <laughs> I was was say, <laughs> I didn't even realize this was yeah.
0: on the docket.
1: I don't know. Can you guys tell me how to stop being a pushover?
2: I think this is a tough question just because, especially when you're kind of younger, like we are, you know, college kids in our 20s, Especially when it comes to things like work. Yeah, everyone's probably going to be older than you. So maybe it's tough just in that. Maybe when you're younger, you kind of feel like everyone else outranks you. But I don't know. I feel like I can be a pushover. So maybe this isn't, maybe we're not the best people to ask. Maybe you should bring this to another (laughs) advice show.
0: It's definitely tough because confrontation is just so... It's the worst. And it's like, you know, you're right, but like, they're
1: just, you know, you don't want to argue with someone. So it's definitely tough. I think if, and this is easier said than done, but if something that's of value to you is on the line, whether it be like a grade, maybe monetary compensation, anything like that, I just recommend keeping that in the back of your mind and having that motivate you because I think that that motivation should outweigh any fears you might have in terms of speaking up or speaking out against something. And again, that's easier said than done, but just kind of remember why you're doing what you're doing.
2: I think also kind of like I said on the first question about being shy, I think it just takes practice. And the more you advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself, it's going to come more easily with practice. So yeah, maybe, maybe just start small. Like if someone something small where the stakes are low just so you can kind of get used to the feeling of standing up for yourself
0: but keep it under control we don't need you to become the person that's being the aggressor to someone being a pushover keep it yeah
2: I mean it's tough I guess I guess you know learning how to go about it is a whole nother question but um And I think someone said this earlier too, but just like establishing your personal boundaries and what you are comfortable with is important too. Because I think it's one of those things where it's easy to kind of fall into the pattern of letting other people kind of walk all over you. And then before you know it, it is just, that's what you're known for. You're the go-to doormat.
1: So moving on to our next question. This is a fun one. Is creating a painting for a crush romantic or creepy?
2: Obviously, it depends what the picture is.
0: No, it depends. Like, is this a just crush? Like, you're not dating. Then, yes. Yeah, that's they, the, that's well, the
2: easy maybe answer. maybe they're, are they friends? You can have a crush on someone you're friends with.
1: But is the purpose then of giving that picture as a friend or as a potential?
2: I don't know. I guess in a situation where it's, you're just kind of an admirer from afar, you don't have any sort of relationship with this person, you just have a crush on them and it's kind of an in-your-head in type of situation, then, yeah, it's probably a little creepy if you just walked up to someone and was like, I need you this painting.
0: I think in any case where, like, this is the first move of a potential relationship, no, it's creepy. Well,
2: I don't think their plan is, I'm going to give them this painting, and then they're going to fall in love with me, and it's this is how I our know. story starts.
0: I mean, have you, have you ever seen those TikToks where it's like the person on the subway draws... The person, yeah, and they get it, and it's like, what is this? I, I wouldn't like that. No, thank you. I have it back. I, I, no, thank you.
2: Well, assuming this, this person you have a crush on, you do have more of a relationship, maybe even a friendship, and you know who each other, who each other are. I don't know. I guess depending on what the painting is, it could be okay. I but think again, it, it depends what the painting is of.
0: My thought is like if it's the two of you, like in the picture, like holding hands, cari- riding
2: off into the no, sunset.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking like a friend kind of picture, maybe like a caricature or something. Like, sure, that could be fun, I guess. But if it's like just a painting of like them, then yeah, it's probably a little weird.
2: More or even like a painting. Like, I painted this picture. Maybe it has to do with something that they like or one of their interests. Or maybe they like the mountains and they painted the mountains. I think
1: that would be okay.
2: I think we're missing some key context here.
1: I also think, though, just going back to the question, in almost no sense will it be romantic. It just might sometimes not be creepy.
2: Well, I don't...
1: Romantic is maybe not the right word,
2: but I think it could be very, like, thoughtful. You know, like... I think it would be
0: romantic if you're dating, though, and that's, like, a Valentine's Day gift or an anniversary. Like, that would be romantic. But, like, unless you're dating, it's creepy. Maybe thoughtful, like Anna was saying, but... mm.
2: Maybe we should reach out to this person, get the details.
0: Get a picture of the painting.
2: (laughs) Maybe they should... (laughs) Send the painting to us first so we can audit it. Yes. And then we can give them some better results, some better answers. Our next question is
0: What is the best laptop I can get for casual gaming slash light work for a budget of 200 United States dollars? Is that what it is? I just
2: want to say you're not getting a laptop for under $200. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen.
0: I'm not sure I can give any better advice than that either.
2: I yeah, think that, sometimes <laughs> sometimes Chromebooks maybe run around the $200 mark, but you're not going to do any casual gaming on a Chromebook.
0: I guess my question is like, is casual gaming like you pick and choose games, but it's like, you know, maybe you're picking, you know, um, like Call of Duty, you know, just one of them casually and you just you know you don't play all the call of duties like sure that's casual gaming but like that's an intense game no i think when they say
2: casual gaming they just mean maybe like a little online game i don't think they're talking about a game that would require like i don't know i'm not a computer person but like a high ram or game
0: are you playing casually that's what i probably
2: just mean like silly little online games they're not i think the online games are pretty intensive
1: like you
0: still need a good enough
1: computer board to game burn. arena i was gonna say i'm thinking like <laughs> i'm thinking like bonk io and club penguin not they are not too they did not ask this
0: question to know about well Bonk.io. they're certainly not
2: they're not gonna they're not running steam on this computer and like playing city skylines and like games I, that you would download or like you're supposed to Civ play city skylines game.
0: on my old mac
2: oh, i was you're gonna say on your chromebook
0: no, well, on my a old Mac, Mac, a Mac my is old MacBook Air I used to play $200.
2: Sony. A Mac is I'm just over $1000. I'm
0: just saying, I don't think they're talking about like Bejeweled on their computer. Like who's asking? I that? think
2: they are. <laughs> no, they are not. Casual <laughs> gaming and light <laughs> <And, and, laughs> like I mean, work.
0: You know, wouldn't you consider yourself a casual gamer that just kind of picks and chooses games that you like in the moment? You don't I don't think that's Switch casual, games, casual just-
2: gaming. Yes, that is. <sighs> and see, you didn't even want to answer this question.
1: <laughs> He's getting
0: riled I'm not up. worried about the question. I'm just worried about your guys' definitions of things.
2: Well, Evan is our computer expert, so I don't know. Our next question is, what do I need to know about online dating? For those of you who have been with us for a little while now know that we did (laughs) a whole episode on this we won't get too much into that but we will quickly answer this question and if you want more i believe it's episode two you remember this i
1: I, yeah our first our first three were zoom etiquette online dating and dealing with roommates really wow you don't remember this i think i do remember talking about this topic but i Certainly don't remember when it well, was. Well, Anna, we recorded that over a year ago, and after a
2: year, Evan <laughs> forgets True. things. Evan does have like a short <laughs> short-term memory. I guess I'd say, what do you need to know about online dating? Um, this might be a little bit of like a cynical Evan answer, but maybe just don't get your expectations too high. Sure, there's those stories of people out there who f- find their soulmate on tinder but that doesn't really happen and in my experience I feel like online dating can just be a little bit of a letdown so managing expectations is kind of
0: weird Where it's it's kind of weird where it's like you hear that but it's like at the same time it sounds like everyone's looking for something real on online dating so how is everyone failing to find something real when
1: I think it's... You know what I mean? I don't... This isn't the only problem with online dating, but I think one of the problems is that it's like everyone's looking or a lot of people are looking for something real, but there's just so many people that it could be hard to find the person for them, I think.
2: Right. I, I honestly think that's really what it is because especially in, an say, Tinder, for example, how much can you really gather about someone from a few pictures in a bio, you know? Like, I just don't, I think there's just a lack of a real connection that, sure, these people might be great in person, but it's like, I don't know. And it's always tough, like, messaging people. And I feel like there's too many kind of games involved with online dating. Like, oh, do I text first? Or I don't know. I just think it's kind of awkward. And then people maybe get discouraged easily. So it's just kind of not the greatest way to do it
0: I feel compared like,
2: to like meeting someone in person.
0: I feel like the problem then is not the dating pool, but like how you're like, don't jump the gun, like get to know them through text and then just go for a coffee. Like there's no need to jump into something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe people are just going about it wrong then. Or make sh- don't pick the person with you know the hot profile pick like read the the things and everything you know like really look into them I guess and
2: I think sometimes with online dating like Dan said maybe the issue is not the pool but I like the dating pool but I do think meeting looking at like a a group of candidates we'll call them <laughs> online there's probably a lot of people in there who maybe one you wouldn't naturally be attracted to or gravitate toward or you you just don't have the same interests or whatever it might be you might not be geographically close as opposed to if you met someone through work or school or a, a common interest like I feel like you're just there's sure there's good people but it's like like in marketing you can't sell your product to everyone and like throw it somewhere and hope it lands you kind of have to be a little bit more targeted so yeah when you're out living your life doing things based on your interests and you know where you are in your life you're more likely to run into someone who is maybe more compatible than if you just like picked a name out of a hat like with the online dating
1: I think the big thing too with meeting someone in person is that removes a lot of the variables of like a well, we could be right for each other, if not this. And I think when you're with someone in person, like you've already answered a lot of those problems, like usually geography, interest, things like that. So just be aware of that, I guess, as you're navigating these dating apps. Like,
2: and you still also in real life, someone. you know that they're not a catfish. I've heard things about... I think I've seen in some BuzzFeed posts where they compile posts from a subreddit. And I feel like I've read stuff where people who work at for dating apps say that they put fake profiles out there just to kind of beef up their selection pool. They put in bot accounts. So it's really not even a real person.
0: I haven't heard that. Wow.
2: That's kind of scary. And I've heard that they'll even message you. And it's kind of all just to get people. To stay on the app and sure. even get people to pay for the premium versions.
0: That's kind of sad that, like, as a worker at that company, you are okay doing that, I guess.
2: I guess it makes sense, though, because if you were
0: yeah on mm-hmm. Tinder
2: and you were like, oh, all these people suck. Like, let me try a, a different app or let me stop mm-hmm. online dating yeah, entirely. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to, to read that, though. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, it was... Yeah on reddit basically so who knows if it's real or not but i don't know sounds convincing to me
1: and it's convinced i guess moving on to maybe our last question we'll have to see how long this discussion takes
2: if time but, permits yeah
1: <laughs> but so this one we got from reddit and it's worded kind of weird so i'm just gonna reword it a little bit and take some of my own interpretations of what I think they're asking. But what I think they're saying is, should I choose a job with a stable source of income or should I choose a job that's riskier and that I don't even know if that's what I want to do?
2: Okay, I made the same mistake when I was trying to read the question, but it's not a stable source of income. It's stable and good income. So it's a good source of income, but it's a stable job. Oh, okay. Don't feel bad. I I combined them when I read that question too.
1: Hmm. I was too busy trying to decipher the question. I didn't even think of an answer.
2: I feel like we have addressed questions like this before.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I'm
1: thinking again that, like... Well, I, I feel uh, like this is a little different than the follow your passion that, type that's thing. That's where I'm kind of stuck, is, yeah. This is, like, in the riskier path. You don't even know if that's what you want to do. So in this case, I feel like I'd be more prone to sit, to stay with the stable... Job that has a good income, rather than to do something, even if you don't even know if that's what you want to do.
0: But what if the good job has no potential room for mobility? You know, like sure it's good, but there's no chance of anything of it in the future. And I feel like maybe that's well, the point. Like, are, you are, are, leave we, are we extrapolating
1: open. that from this little extra? I'm just sort of a question. Well, they don't <laughs> say.
2: Well, I guess how I'm interpreting this is, you know, maybe the this stable job with the good income it's like the safe option but it kind of sounds like they're not that excited by it or it's just kind of they're doing it to get by which I don't know I mean like I feel like that's not the best either I think it depends if this person's young on the younger side if you're in a position that allows you to where maybe you it's not like. People depend on you for to be their income source or anything like that. I don't know, maybe do it. You don't know what could happen. And maybe you could end up really liking it. And maybe it could end up being lucrative or, you know, you never know who you would meet when you do things. So I don't know. I know it's kind of scary and risky, but I've seen this on TikTok too. People saying, like, instead of always thinking, well, it's risky, what if something goes wrong? What if this, what if that? Change the narrative into thinking, what if this works out for me? What if this is the best decision of my life? What if I find something that I love and do it for the rest of my life? So I don't know.
0: I mean, but it's like, it's like yeah but what if it goes wrong though you can't look at just the positives like that
2: well it sounds like if they say they don't know if they want to do it or not then try it and if you decide that you don't like it then but maybe
0: it's hard don't to not do it
1: you know you can't just up and quit and get a new job like that and i think my problem is that they never explicitly say that they don't like the stable job with the good I income. Explicitly said like, they never say that they don't like that job. Yeah, but like, sure, you can infer that, I guess, but like, and then on top of that, the fact that they don't even have passion for this other
2: thing. Well, like, they I didn't think
0: that's, say that, but I think it just never, needs
1: a couple
2: of words. Like you've, you've never Dan. been in a situation <laughs> yeah. where you think, like, oh, what if I did this or that? You know, maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but what if I did it? Mm-hmm. Or you've regretted, oh, I wish, you know, maybe I had done that. And now I'll never know if I would have liked that. Or I never know what could have been if I had decided to step outside my comfort zone and do something.
1: I mean, I'm all for stepping outside your comfort zone and trying new things. But when it comes to your job and your source of income, I'm a little bit more wary of that.
2: Well, again, like if you're younger on the younger side... Even if it doesn't pay as well or whatever the case may be, you know you're still young and you have a lot of time to make money and kind of never play more of a safe path. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they are, I mean, if they are older and maybe you have kids and a family support, then maybe it's a different situation. But I don't know. I think you have one life, and a lot of people on their deathbed, their regret is always they wish they had done something that they passed up. So I guess it just depends on how much you you value your own
0: comfort. And I'm not sure people on their deathbed actually regret stuff like that. And I did
2: see a TikTok where this person was talking about the cost of comfort in that (laughs) sure, (laughs) being comfortable is nice, but passing up opportunities that are maybe risky or are out of your comfort zone could be hurting you
0: i would play it safe
2: again i think it's up to this person
0: of course without more details sure it's up to them but i think clearly anathang and Dan to risk it, and I'm. Well,
2: saying, also we don't, don't know what this. I
1: was. I was like, not. We don't know what this <laughs> other
2: opportunity is. For all we know, it could be like maybe they're an executive on Wall Street, and this trying something risky is dropping everything to like, it, like become a clown or something. Like, we don't. We don't know what this alternative
0: is. Well, that changes the game, Anna. A clown, go for it. Follow your bliss. So to that one person that has the crush, send us your painting in 20 episodes. We'll get back to you. We'll wrap that up. So tune in for that. Join us next week. We'll be talking about game shows.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and follow our podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to it on.
2: Check out our social media linked in the description and tune in next week for even more advice.
1: TTYL from IFL.
2: Bye.